Greetings and salutations to our fine podcast audience. Welcome to, I have to look, episode 118. Yep, that's we what it is. We made it. He says that every time now, Looks but like we always make it. I keep thinking we should make that song. Looks like we made it. Nobody knows that song. Either. Nobody? I, I know bet they don't. I bet I know it, but I don't know anything other than that line. I is all, that Barry Manilow? I also, yeah, it is. Okay. I also don't think I know anything other than that line. <laughs> well, it is a Barry Manilow it song. It is. And so the other Barry Manilow song I know is, Mandy, Yeah. you came... And you Something. gave without Can taking. Can we stop? <laughs> Can we stop? I now? think that's all I know of that one. Stop saying we made it, <laughs> Nathan. I don't want to have this discussion Looks every time like with Ed. We made it. All right. So, all right. If you're new to our podcast, uh, my name's Jason. Ed, Nathan, to my right and left. Hello, and, uh, Barry Manilow. Hello. And uh, he ain't watching. <laughs> So we are the teaching team at Community Christian Church. Uh, we have discussions every week uh, based usually on questions that uh, people send us about how to think more like Jesus in our world and react to it that way. And uh, a couple weeks ago, Ed tried to introduce a question. I kept stopping. I, you won't let me have it. I won't let him have it. Today's the day. I committed to someone that we would answer this Our question. faithful listener, Bob Stoner. Bob Stoner, who's such a good guy. He does has so asked things around here for us. He does. He asked a question and uh, said, I could just imagine y'all answering this on the podcast. So what is the Bob Stoner question? The Bob question? Stoner question is, if you eat food and you bless it when you have it, and then you eat it again as less leftovers, do you have to bless it again? Hmm. Wow, what a conundrum. <laughs> So, I think the the premise of the surely question, it was a joke. I'm sure it was. <laughs> the premise of the question being that does the blessing attach to the food forever and ever, or is it just are you attaching the blessing to the sitting of the I, eating of that food? I said to him at the moment that I think having food is a blessing yes. every time you have it. So yeah. it's already. I'm just giving thanks. I'd just, be giving thanks that it didn't go bad before yeah, I was ha- right. had a chance to eat And it. some food gets better as a leftover, so oh, you yeah. probably should be more thankful guess, the second time. I guess I just now am realizing that we are blessing the actual food. I am pronouncing a blessing on the food. I had always assumed that I was receiving the food as a blessing. Well, that's I, it depends that's on how you point. You're, are you giving thanks? Because some people say, let's give thanks. Uh-huh. And then that's a clear statement of what I'm supposed that's to do. That's right. And then they say, bless it to nourish our bodies. As mm-hmm. if if I don't say that, is it not going to nourish my bodies? Or well, am I eating stuff that it does? Sometimes even a prayer ain't going to get that done. No, that's right. Because some, I mean. some of the junk I eat. So yeah, that's true. That's yeah. always been that's always cracked me up is when people say, well, nourish my body. And I'm looking at it going, my, no, that ain't happening. Yeah. My answer is give thanks. Rejoice always. Give thanks. Pray continually. That's right. That's what Paul says to do. So if you got leftovers, thank God for them. Absolutely. I don't think there's a command that we have to pray before meals. Not that I know. No, there is not. It is it, it it is a practice that we see in Scripture, though. Yeah. So I think that's where the tradition comes from. But yeah. it's not a command. Yep. So I don't think there's a right or wrong answer to this question. I don't either. I think I think, I think it, Bob was giving us a funny. It, he was. But I think it would form you more into the image of Christ if you were giving thanks at all times. Sure. In all things, rejoicing. For the food you have. Yes, over whatever you have. I was just thinking back when you asked the question how I normally say it in our house. Because we do also, when we sit down at table, there are times when my family doesn't pray before a meal, but when we sit down together and we're all together is usually when we do. And the way I usually phrase it is kind of like you said, Nathan. I just usually say, thanks that I get this. Yeah. That this is this is actually a, a, a gift. 
because mm-hmm. there are times in other places in the world where this is a this is a big big deal to have a meal in front of me. Yep. It's all. It's always been a problem for me, and I'm hoping I'm not getting too serious about it. But when I pray the Lord's Prayer, um, give us today our daily bread. I don't think uh, I know. I have never had to pray that right. the way that the original audience mm-hmm. would have had to pray that. That's prayer. right. And so for me, and I've done this on our prayer time when we do Facebook prayer. I'll sometimes pray through the Lord's Prayer, and I always stop at that phrase, and I don't say God give us our daily bread. I'll often say, "Thank you that we got it," <laughs> or. Right. Uh, thank you that daily you have provided for me, and I've never been without mm-hmm. because uh, you know I've just been too blessed to yep. never have to think about that. Yep, so that's for sure. So Bob, that's our thoughts about blessing food. I bet he's not happy. He asked. I, I, he probably is. Bob's a generally happy. He's guy. He's a happy guy. So, but yeah, we probably got way deeper into share, that. I will share. What are you going to share? Share it. Uh, Last night we were praying. I was thinking about you were saying your family prayer, yeah. so I pray with each of my kids. And yeah. we have we have kind of things around our house to help help our kids learn to pray and all that kind of stuff. And so occasionally one of them will say, "Well, I want to pray tonight for bed." And I say, "Great." So she she gets ready. And this is normally how she starts every prayer. God, you made such a perfect world for us. And I'm like, "Oh, that's great." And she goes, "All of us love this world. Some of us don't." <laughs> and then she goes, "Who would that be?" Most of us do. Most of us don't. <laughs> she just kind of kept ripping what? on this prayer. I'm, I'm covering everything. Yeah. And then she goes, and help all the people on death row be safe. Wow. Because in our home, we have on our board, we have we always have different things we pray. This this week, we're praying for people who are on death row. Wow. That God would be with them and that God would help them to feel. We just recently watched that movie, Just Mercy, and so they were very affected. So we've been going through that God would help them to feel loved and that God would help them to find him and all those things. So she moved from most of us do love the world, most of us don't, and there's people on death row. Wow. So she's she's hitting all the big points That's in her prayer. So. That's some deep praying right yeah, there. Yeah, she got that one down. So Awesome. There you That's go. good. Okay. So uh, today for today's episode, um, we reached a, a place that we haven't been for quite some time. Other than Bob Stoner's question. Well, and we did make it to one eight, episode 118. We, we made did. It. We made it. Looks so. like yeah. we've never been to episode 118 before. <laughs> Thanks. So anyway, the place we reached was uh, I, I had used up all of our sent-in questions. I went to the, the did database. Did you say our sit-in questions? Sent. Our sit-in questions. Our submitted questions. This is us performing a sit-in. We're not leaving this church building until someone brings us a die cut. The questions that have been submitted. Submitted questions. I go to this database where all the questions get collected that you guys send in, by the way. Link's in the description. And I went and... For so this if episode, you don't there was like nothing. This, make sure you say <laughs> it. not enjoyed this. This so is your much. fault. Whatever yeah. gets whatever <laughs> hell gets wrought upon this episode yeah. is your fault. That's that's you. That's my sweet disclaimer. little story about my granddaughter. Yeah. Wouldn't have got that if you had said that. So maybe maybe if you enjoyed that. If not, and it was too dark once it got to death yeah. row. <laughs> Then you can move if you don't, if you don't want me making up questions, you better get after it. All right. Because today, to be fair, you I told me this is not one you fully made up. You actually have had conversations about I have. this. Yes, so, I've yeah. had several fair people enough. through the years, I would say. Through I have the had many, many years. Many, many years. <laughs> I have had people walk up to me after a service and just say, hey, I'm kind of uh, thinking hey, about Jason. something. I have a conundrum, and it usually comes back to this issue, and I thought, well, if people ask me, in the past, they probably are asking, and and it also got brought up in some recent 
current events. So, all right. here is the general idea of the question that gets asked to me, and I thought it'd be an interesting discussion. Uh, it's a, a question about violence. Okay. Um, and the question usually goes, um, I know what Jesus says, you know, turn the other cheek, you know, don't, don't return evil for evil, love your enemies. It usually starts with that premise. Everybody's like, yeah, I know what that says, but, and there's always the big but, what, what about my enemy when my enemy's attacking me or when someone tries to hurt me or if I feel like uh, someone I love is in danger or myself is in danger, my, my property's in danger or something like that. Um, when is it okay, and this is the question, when is it okay for a follower of Jesus to re- go to, toward violence in order to stop something or protect someone or to um, stop evil, basically? Mm-hmm. Um, is there a, a place where violence is necessary, why it's justified that we fight to defend ourselves? Shouldn't we stop evil, protect other people? And so I thought that might be a discussion we might might agree on, we might not agree on. Um, that Talking back to the last episode when somebody asked if we ever agree, disagree on anything. Um, well, this is an issue that Christians throughout history have yes, disagreed upon. So, that's true. Uh, and it would be one of those that I don't think fits firmly into a foundational issue. I do no. think there are no, people yeah. that mm-hmm. can fit anywhere on this spectrum. Exactly. And and, uh, and for me, I, the, 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 I think the reason it's probably been on my mind is because I've heard and seen uh, arguments recently in our current climate where this discussion is being had by Christians, you know the the whole idea of you know at what point you know how do you feel about guns and guns gun rights mm-hmm. um, that's on the table. Um, certainly, what we're seeing going on around the world in war right now, mm-hmm. especially over in Ukraine, and you know where is where is the, where do we draw the line on that? Um, and then most recently, like probably a month now ago or a couple months ago, uh, we see you know someone on television, an actor, walk up on a stage and physically. Uh, slap somebody across the face and then people were like well he's just defending uh, his wife who was attacked or you know or, or made fun of in that right. moment and some I've, I've seen Christians on one side say he should defend his wife's honor and then right. I've seen others he should have never done that at all and so Christians like you said Ed are definitely disagreeing on the role of violence and how it's when it is appropriate and not appropriate so um, so I so I guess just say right up front whatever we say you don't have to agree with it. No, you don't have to agree with it. We may very well not agree on the lines on all of it. I, mm-hmm. um, I, I have come so far on this in my life. Me too. In that um, before I was a follower of Christ, I, I think I, violence was a fairly regular option on the table for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that... Uh, if things didn't go the way I thought they ought to be. And uh, I joke Becky regularly uh, when she'll say something I don't like. I have to, I, I'll say out loud, I had a police officer who was a friend of my dad's who was trying to keep me out of trouble. And he would regularly say this to me, regularly in that, uh, more than a handful of times after I had been in some um, encounter. <laughs> he would go, what other people say is never any reason for you to put your hands on them. Mm-hmm. Words cannot lead you to attacking another person. Mm-hmm. That is always wrong. Okay. Now, at the particular time in my life, 
I disagreed. You didn't with agree. That. With I that. disagreed with I him bet. to the point that eventually they did restrain me from. from them's fighting words. Remember that? <laughs> oh yeah, there are fighting words. Yeah, he he. This kind police officer would say to me many many times, Ed. Other people's words are no reason for you to put your hands on them. Mm. Okay. And so that was a tough line for me. Mm-hmm. I, I have moved beyond that line. Well, that line good. got moved. Yeah. Uh, but I have, I've moved to other places. I would say, now this is not, I would say where I am currently, and it is not tested. It's amazing how much once I got rid of alcohol and drugs out of my life, how little I felt the need. <laughs> there wasn't even fighting for you no more. Yeah. But anyway, uh, that I'm fairly pacifist. Okay. Uh, I have said to people all along about things, you know, if somebody comes, what will you do if somebody breaks in your house? Mm-hmm. I will try to leave the house. Mm-hmm. That's, but there's nothing in that house. If I can get my family out, if I can get me out, they can have everything I have. Uh, it just don't matter to me. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I have, I have had a house broke into. Luckily, I wasn't there. Uh, but I, I am, I'm fairly. I, I know that's not going to sit well with some people. But that's my. Now, I'm not in the moment. I don't that's know right. what would happen in the moment. That's, right. that's the truth. I do yeah. not know what would happen in the moment. And that's where but, I am too. I, and I think I said this to you guys before we started. I, in theory, that's where I am. And that's because of what I now know uh, about the way of Jesus. I believe that, and and the the example he set for us when violence was done to him, and he didn't retaliate, and then he was pretty clear, you know, turn the other cheek, don't return evil for evil, and he he takes on that posture. That I'll say it this way: I want to be like that. That me too. I believe that's what as a Christian, because my life and my my, my existence is secure in the kingdom of God, and I don't have to worry about that. So even if, if I die, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to die. Right. <laughs> I, I feel that so strongly that I want to respond to evil in that way. Um, but like you said, I have yet to be put in a life or death situation where I would have to choose that. Um, so, I, so when people ask me this question, I say, I don't know what I would do because you'd have to put me in that situation right, to find right. out. Mm-hmm. I know what I my heart aspires to. And the imaginations I plan in my head when I think about it, I imagine handling it the way that my heart wants me to. Yeah. So I no longer I no longer aspire to want to be violent. Yes. Even in the yeah. worst of situations, I aspire the other way. I will say the biggest part for me and it's this is becoming less and less I this is even in the last three or five years, I'm trying to rid my life of the desire even in in verbal combat mm-hmm. to not be violent, mm-hmm. to, not, to not want to win the argument. Uh, as uh, Dallas would say, I'm trying to practice the discipline of not having to have the last word. Yeah. I don't have to win even at that when somebody says something that is slower for me to come to. Mm. And I still imagine myself in arguments that I'm the victor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, and that in and of itself is a death. That's right. It, that you have to die. That's right. In order to come to that place. And, and 
I, I don't disagree with anything you just said there. So. That's the bigger part for me is working through in my mind. I don't have anything I have. I am okay. There's no harm that can come to me. Nope. So I don't have to be as defensive as I naturally wind up being. I don't have to be as competitive as I naturally, only in fun. I can be competitive for the sake of fun, mm -hmm. but I don't have to be that way. But is my natural, that is my natural state. I think, so I'm, I'm in agreement on, I think probably most of my life I have been on um, the very um, more passivistic side of things and really read almost everything Jesus said, probably sometimes almost too literally uh, in some senses in my life. Um, and I would say I was probably not very thoughtful about it. Um, and there's a way to be very legalistic. And there are, there are b believers who are very legalistic on the side of um, <clears throat> the nonviolence issue of it. Um, and I think in some ways that is not what Jesus is trying to do. I think I had to have this conversation recently with, with my girls. Uh, my, my oldest daughter, Destiny, just got baptized. And we were um, coming from the park. And uh, we went through a roundabout. And if anything ever makes you want to kill somebody, it's going through a roundabout <laughs> in, in Georgia. And so we had gone through, and I did it correctly. I was in the roundabout, and there was a person who was at the right stop. And I, I assume, because they honked at me several times very violently, <laughs> I think they thought I was supposed to slow down to let them in. Oh, they were very no, upset no. that I was just breezing through the roundabout because there was no one on my side. Once but, you're in the roundabout, you're, you're in the roundabout. Round, I you're understand in. the law. <laughs> so I said they that, did not. <laughs> I just flippantly said that was probably wasn't the best way. I said, look, I'm doing the right thing. You're going to have to wait. You know how you do. You're just mm -hmm. under your breath. Well, my girls heard that and understood this man is assaulting in their mind my father for doing the right thing and they are losing it in the car they're like oh my he shouldn't be honking we should be honking daddy turn the car around turn the car around, well, around it. i do not have to turn around i can just, just keep going, going around, around. <laughs> so they are losing it and they're yelling and my oldest at the time is like that ain't fair that ain't fair that ain't fair and i said and i just said all right destiny hold on a second i said you and I have been having a conversation about you getting baptized. And I said, I just want you to think this through. I said, this is ultimately your decision all this. I said, but Jesus says, before you choose to follow him, you've got to count the cost. And I said, sweetie, following Jesus means you give up fair. Mm -hmm. And I said, what, that, what Jesus says, and this part is non-negotiable. Well, however you work out all the non-violence, bless those who curse you. Right. Pray for those who That's persecute right. you. Yes. Do good to those who do evil to you. Those are commands and there is no way to follow so Jesus. is turn the other cheek yeah. sure so is sure. second mile living yes mm -hmm. these are all these are all things that you have to look at and say this is these are commands in which i must live and so i said to her i said do you want to live in a world where people get to honk their horn at you i said or they get to hurt you or say mean things about you and you don't get to do bad things back to them and, she, and I told her, I said, you don't have to answer. I said, but Jesus said, you've got to count that cost. Up. I said, in a couple of days, you're about to go get in some water, and you're going to say, I want to follow Jesus. That's what you're agreeing to. That's right. And I said, so you need to know that. So you need to know that beforehand. A couple of days later, one of my other daughters is having a conversation, you know, the little quiet conversation they have in the car. They don't want mom and dad here. I wasn't in there. My wife was in there. She goes, you got to get here with this. One of my daughters said to the other daughter, I wouldn't do that. And, and she goes, you have to. Jesus said, you have to turn the other cheek. <laughs> and she goes, I wouldn't. She goes, if somebody hit me, I would hit them back until they couldn't stop hitting me. And then my wife just said, hold on a second. She goes, I just want you to know, 
I perfectly understand how you feel. Mm. That I, I think everybody feels that way. And yes. she goes, you don't ever have to choose to do what Jesus said. She goes, but let me ask you this. She goes, when that person hit you, is what they did right or wrong? She said, it's wrong. She goes, when you hit them back, was that right or wrong? And she goes, it feels like it's right. She goes, it does feel like it's right. Is it evil for someone to ever hurt another person? Yes. And she goes, then is you doing double the evil, doing more of what Jesus wants or less of what Jesus wants? And she said, and my daughter said, she had to sit there and she goes, I'm not telling you, you have to agree with me. This is the way we try to do everything. You don't have to agree with me. You don't have to agree with Jesus. You think Jesus is wrong? You don't ever have to follow him. I want you to know, though, if you choose to go to church and say, I love Jesus, this is what loving Jesus looks like. And so she walks through that whole thing with her. Now, that's a more thoughtful way to approach things, is to sit. I think what Jesus is trying to do with turn the... And I think it's what he's trying to do throughout the Sermon on the Mount. Is yes. He is not giving us these positive commands that I somehow now have to... I have to turn the other cheek, which means i got to go find someone to slap me mm. so that I can turn the other... What Jesus is doing is saying, I want to create you into the kind of person that what your response would be is when you're slapped to not retaliate, but you would even say, let me show you, because the example Jesus gives in there is he says, if a man takes his right hand and slaps you on the right cheek, then you have to turn the other cheek. And the example is the only way to take your right hand and slap another person across from you on the right cheek is to backhand them across the face. He's referring to a very dehumanizing, and he's saying what you do is you say, if you're going to hit me, if you choose to do this, this is how you do it. And what that and he goes, you're going to treat me like a person. You're going to slap. I'm not an animal that you get to do mm-hmm. this to. Which then, as we know in Romans 12, heaps shame upon the other. It is yeah. showing publicly what they're doing is evil, which makes me think of the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. Right. Think about the Selma, Edmund Pettus Bridge, mm-hmm. where the people are filming, and you have grandmothers uh, who are, you have these uh these these uh, not protesters maybe in the wrong these demonstrators who are walking peacefully across a bridge and you have people on the other side with clubs and pieces of two by four and barbed wire right around bats and they are beating in grandmothers and mm-hmm. children and they are not fighting back and what that does is it heaps shame upon yes. that well, government that would yeah. do that or those people yeah, that would do that. Right. That that you reminded me I had a conversation with one of my daughters right after the slap. We know what it is now, and she her first reaction was she said, "Well, you know, he did, you know, and was he did, you know, insult his wife, right. and and I and she was, you know, sympathizing with the the one who slapped." And I said, "I said that's fine. I said I can I can totally like your your wife said I can totally understand that reaction, and I and I can't say that you know I wouldn't have felt some of the that's same right. things that he felt." I said, here's where it comes down for me. I said, when I watched that whole thing take place, and I watched the scene that you just described, what I want to see as a follower of Jesus, the question in my mind is, where is Jesus? Mm-hmm. Where do I see him at mm-hmm. work in this interaction? Who is it that embodies the spirit of Jesus the most? And I said, I want you to tell And I said this to my daughter. I said, tell me where Jesus was mm-hmm. in that I'm not saying that anybody was perfect oh, in there. No. I said, but where do you see him most? And she, she didn't have to answer. She said, yeah, I get what you're saying. I said, for me, I, I see Jesus in the, the suffering. Mm-hmm. I see him in the non-retaliation. I see him in the, um, you know, allowing harm to be done to, to me without feeling, that, without having to have everything to be 
tit for tat and fair and all that. I said, and so when I find Jesus in a situation, I, I want to lean in that direction. Right. I want to be that person. I want to be on that side. That's where it always comes down for me. Well, and I think the bigger thing, you know, than that people take from this is these are ones that, and situations most of us, most of us will never be in, right. which is That's my right. back is against the wall. Mm-hmm. Someone is ready to kill me. There's no escape. I can't mm-hmm. get out of my home. They're there. They're going to, most of us do not end up in situations like sure. that. But there are other situations I know people bring up. So what about Hitler? Mm-hmm. Do you just let Hitler get away with be, doing what he did? And the first thing I would say is, the, the easiest Christian solution to Hitler was for 80% of the Christians in Germany not to vote for... No one ever brings that up. Everyone yeah, always wants to go true. through... Hitler was elected by 80% of the Christians in Germany. There was a solution that when we hear a man speaking evil and hatred, mm. which he clearly had been doing the whole yes. time, that the Christians would go... Well, that don't look like Jesus. And even if I like some of the things he yeah. says he's, he's going to give us. He's going to bring us back to power. And, just mm. because I like that he's going to make our nation strong, I can't put up with that. Because so I have clean. to vote against him. I have to vote against and him. And so when everyone goes, well, then it was the Christians who went in and fought the war and made it happen, that that goes down. Of, 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 I get that. But the fact that we won't acknowledge there were other solutions yes. that could have solved it before. The person I think of a lot when I think of this, and I think this goes to thoughtful, God's not giving us necessarily laws, he's trying to create us into kind of people, is I do think about Diedrich Bonhoeffer, mm. who is a German pastor at this time, who was a pacifist. Yeah. His nature was, he believed in pacifism. But he saw these atrocities that go on, and he becomes so con- convicted by it that he decides, right or wrong, I don't know where I would fall in that situation. I don't know. He decides to be a part of a plot to assassinate Hitler. Now, he actually is killed uh, by the German army, but funny enough, or I guess funny is a bad word, but uh, strange enough, not for the plot to kill Hitler, it was for his unwillingness to serve in the German military. Right. When they came to him and he said, I cannot fight your war, and... That ends up getting him sent to a concentration camp. That's what he gets killed for. And I think this is an example, at least. Whether you come down on he should have been, or of course he should have gone and done Or that. you take it to the people, and there are a lot of... there, And this happens in every situation where there is violence happening, and I'm going to try to protect innocent people. Right. Uh, Dallas has a phrase of you offer gentle non, uh, Cooperation. Compo- non-cooperation with evil. And you try the most gentle way to reach your goal. So the people who put their own life on the line to hide Jewish people yes. and lied to the Germans. Was lying right? No, but they were accomplishing a greater goal. Yes. And a greater evil would have been, I'm going to protect you by in their, killing this person. I'm putting my life at I'm putting risk. my life in between. That looks very much like the cross. Mm-hmm. I put my life... Now again, I get that soldiers also put their life on the line mm-hmm. for that. True. So that that's also the same. That's why there is a disagreement on this. So that's right. I, I get all of that. I just... What would I do? I hope I would be on the side of the people that were hiding, that were helping, that were trying to help people get through instead of I'm going to actively kill people. Well, you know, I've seen stories. You, you mentioned earlier Russia and Ukraine. And in our country, the, the, big, the big highlight that people are focusing on is the way that the U- Ukrainians are resisting mi- in mi- mm-hmm. military form against it. But I haven't seen as many people highlight this. There have been stories that have come out that there were churches in, in Kiev at the time that said, 
hey, I know everyone's trying to flee the city. We're going to stay because there are doctors that are leaving. Yes. Thinking, so they would hold first aid trainings in the church to right. say, mm-hmm. we don't leave. We're not, we're not going to necessarily go out and kill the Russians who are coming, but we will step out and we will provide first aid. We are going to, we are going to protect people. That there are these, I think often, and this is the best thing I would say about this, is that there are the third way of Jesus, which things get so easily plugged into their two options. You have two options, which is you can be, you know, kill or be killed. Those mm-hmm. are your two options. Yeah. But there are always these third options that we yeah. just don't ever think of. And I do think to say this just to clarify, because I, I spend a lot of time thinking about this. Uh, it depends also on what you mean by violence. Does violence mean that someone comes to hit me and I just lay there and mm-hmm. let it happen? Is violence... I it, in, in my version of what Jesus is talking about, is Jesus saying, I do not go with the intent to harm or to, to end your life. I may stop you. I may yes. have, and I may have to get into a physical conflict with you. If you were trying to hurt my children or something, I'm going to engage, and I know we've used this on this podcast before, but one person I know who uh, very much falls in the nonviolent side of Jesus' teaching, Greg Boyd, gave an example of, if someone broke into my home, he said, the way I hope I would respond is as if I had a mentally ill child who had decided they were going to kill my wife. Mm. He said, I I love my wife. I love my child. I want to protect my wife at all costs. She needs me because there is a, a mandate for us to protect those yes. who are vulnerable and who right. are weak. That's right. But he said, the way I would do it, because this person is someone I love just as much as my wife is, right. I would I would risk my entire being and risk it all on. He might kill me in trying to find a way to non-violently Save them both. Yes, yes, and to subdue him. I might have to wrestle or, you know, something mm-hmm. to hold, whatever that may mean, in a way that would not necessarily do violence to him and not, you know, my goal is not I want to harm this person because yeah. I'm angry that they've come into my home. Mm-hmm. My goal is love for both person, And that's what I mean by Jesus is trying to make us into a person who can thoughtfully do that. A person who when a Roman soldier says, you have to carry my pack for a mile, and he was legally allowed to, the kind of person who would respond, well, I'll carry it two miles, which mm. is a creative solution, yep. because he couldn't make him carry it an extra foot past a mile. So now you got a Roman soldier chasing this man down mm-hmm. to get the pack back. Mm-hmm. There's a way in which the kind of person who thinks that creatively and thinks, I want to love and honor this person, not beat them back down, right. that's the kind of person that in one of those situations would be able to honor God even if it ended in a way that maybe is not the ideal. Even, and that's yes. why I look at Diedrich Bonhoeffer. I think he, in that situation, I think he is going, I want to honor God, and I'm in an impossible situation. Right. And maybe you disagree with the choice, or maybe you think he made the right choice. I think the process that he went through, it honored God, because he that's said, I right. want to love God, mm-hmm. I want to love people. And I think there are yep. ways to do that on all these sides. Sure. There I think is. everybody yes. has to come that's to right. There's no one right answer. Yes, and that's where I wanted to end it, was to say, once again, I think I said it up front, um, I'm sure there are a lot of Christians who are listening, watching, would say, eh, I think they're way off track. I'm on a completely different side. Okay, that's fine. Um, I would just encourage you, what, do whatever you think honors Jesus and yes. figure that out for yourself. And um, we're, you know, we, we don't have a corner on no. all, all truth at no. all times. Um, but I just thought, like I said, been asked of me many, many times. I uh, thought it would be an interesting discussion, and it might hopefully spur you to ask some more questions, and maybe we can clarify if there's something specific you want us to talk That's about. Right. So, but whether it be this or anything that uh, you're struggling with, or you're just wondering about, 
you know, blessing leftovers, whatever it might be. <laughs> uh, click the link in the description and uh, send us a question and maybe yours will happen next week because as of right now, this taping of this episode, the list is empty. So you might be first in line. There you go. All right. So with that, we will see you guys next week.